we're here! It's the one and only Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast, the only one in the world that you will ever find, hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron Thunder Osborne. Bang! <laughs> we are here. The seasons have changed. WrestleMania is behind us. Uh, but as we all know, the wrestling world never stops. Uh, it never I mean, it, it, so it, packed. It, it never has. It's never stopped. <laughs> never has, never uh-huh. will. You know, they uh, oh, hopefully. they just announced a big mega U- event in the UK for the first time in 30 years. Mm. So, lots of cool stuff going on all over the place. That's exactly right. That's uh, yeah, the UK, but it's not it's not one of the big shows. I was I was expecting when I saw the announcement, I was expecting it to be you know, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, not the case. It's just it's it's like a it seems like it's going to be a Saudi show but in <laughs> the UK. Yeah, I think they'll they'll treat it like a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, those Saudi shows, some have been good, some haven't been quite as much, but I think they'll treat this like a really big deal. Um, I'm assuming Probably Drew McIntyre main events against Roman Reigns or something like that. <clears throat> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see Drew, we're gonna see Becky, we're gonna see Sheamus, Finn. Yeah. Hopefully uh, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross, all those types going over, Ash. you know. Yeah. Maybe even a maybe yeah. even a Rhea Ripley type, although she's from Australia. But you know, it's close yeah. enough for them. <laughs> it's all the same. It's all the same exactly. <laughs> uh but yeah, and of course everything else. I mean, last week was so jam-packed, we couldn't even get to it all, but we'll kind of sum things up a bit and move along. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we kind of paused on some of the action last week just because, God damn it, it was so goddamn busy coming out of Mania. Um, <clears throat> but now the world has come back to a normal place, uh, so let's, um, let's kick off the week the way that we always do, which is by crowning a brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Okay, okay. Here, I don't think actually we didn't have one last week. Again, it was just so. It was just going on. It was just so goddamn busy. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So this week's tweet of the champion goes to uh, a now first time uh, tweet of the week champion, uh, Sean Ross Sapp. Of Fightful. Sean Ross of Fightful.com. Um, he, he's verified up there on Twitter. You've definitely seen, you know, he's he's uh, he's one of those wrestler people. He's online and he talks about it and stuff. Um, who recently tweeted out the notice that we eventually do see on Monday Night Raw. Or maybe it was, I don't know. But anyways, he, uh, he did let us know that, hey, it's been made official. If it's on WWE.com, it is official, as far as I'm concerned, where he seemed to notice that uh, Austin Theory <laughs> has lost a name. It's going by Theory now. I confirmed it. Yeah. It's on WWE.com. Yeah. I mean, it'll be double confirmed on Monday Night Raw. So. <laughs> it will be double confirmed, but the tweet goes on to say, as of last night, Austin Theory was now just Theory. Mike, now I have a question for you. WWE now has I need your I need your guess on this. How many wrestlers who use a single name? <laughs> a number overall? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, and this, so this is the ma- main roster stuff. I'll say 44. Oh damn, that's close. Kashan Sap of Fightful.com, let us know. The number is in fact 40. 
and he let us know. <laughs> Those include Aaliyah, Amali, Angel, Oscar, Bailey, Boa, Butch, Carmella, Dewdrop, Edge, Ezekiel, Eric, Gunther, Harland, Humberto, Ivar, Ginny, Kushida, Mace, Monsoor, Maurice, Naomi, Natalia, Omos, Otis, uh, Primate, who I've never heard of that person. <laughs> yeah, don't. Uh, Ricochet, Ricochet, Reggie, Riddle, Seamus, Sangha, Saray, Shanky, Shotzi, Tamina, T-Bar, Teoman. Never heard of that guy. T-Bone, Theory, and Wolfgang. Wow. It's a lot of mm. single names. I feel like 40 is a lot. Uh, yeah. But I mean, uh, you know, in the entertainment business, one one name is more common, like Madonna and Cher and Drake, things like that. <laughs> so yeah. maybe, I don't know. Take, take no, a, uh, taking a page out of those books. I don't know what was wrong with Austin Theory, necessarily. I mean, they could have made a story out of it. I mean, he just did the whole thing with Stone Cold. Vince be like, I never want to hear Austin's name again. Your well, theory. And, and and that's what's so weird to me is that, like, they would have given it, like, if that is the reason, because that was what I thought, too. I was like, yeah, is it because there should be only one Austin in professional wrestling? And then my thought was, well, then why did you let him keep the name in the first place? Yeah, so... I don't know. It's just another one of those things. Uh, they just love chopping up names. Of chopping up for whatever reason. I just wish I knew what the reason was. Like, does it fit? I mean, surely it, it fits better on a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know. Because, I mean, some of them, like, you can't trademark just the word theory now. What are you going to do? Yeah, like, that, that seems too much. You know, Edge can't be trademarked. There's already like if you just Google. You're trying to Google him now. You Google theory. A bunch of shit's gonna pop. A up. A bunch of shit's gonna pop up. Theor Austin theory. Theory of theory of a dead man. Uh, what else? What else would pop up? Uh, some Albert Einstein. An Albert physics. Einstein <laughs> physics type stuff. The theory of relativity. Yeah. See, you're sort of, sort of booking yourself into a corner here, Vince. But anyway, Sean Sapp, thanks for letting us know all 40 wrestlers um, who have a, a single name. And counting. And counting. Oh, it's only going to yeah. get better. Yeah, we, we very rarely. Some people gain a name. Doesn't happen often, but it's happened. Oh, well, of well who, who's gaining names? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Someone I feel like did recently. But anyways. Anyways, uh, uh, anyways we'll that get was to it. it. That was Twitter. Uh, and let's, uh, let's get into the week, Mike. All right. Let's just quickly mention... Uh, I'm not going to go over anything other than the AEW moments that happened. Ring of Honor Supercard. Uh, because there was a five-star match, allegedly. I haven't actually seen it yet. Did you watch this? The uh, I watched, FTR? I, I watched the match just because I heard some, go some good things about it. Didn't watch the rest of the card or anything like that. Yeah, that's one. It was just too much of a weekend. I have to go back and watch. But too FTR much of a beat weekend. the Briscoes. Beat the Briscoes for the Ring of Honor tag titles. And, yeah, five stars. Uh, Mercedes Martinez won the Ring of Honor women's title. Wheeler Yuta won the ROH Pure Championship. So, a bunch of AEW guys winning titles. And then at the very end of the show, Samoa Joe made his big return. And they announced he signed with AEW. So, overall, sounded like a fun show. And it was, like, the most successful Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor show in years and years and years. That's great to see. That's great to see. Yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of other performers. More belts in play, which I love. I love there being just more championships in general. Yeah. And uh, a couple other things to catch up on. We had uh, 
Well, there was the mystery opponent. The, the bunny was facing a mystery opponent last week for the Owen Hart qualifier. It ended up being the debut of Tony Storm. So, of course, a nice, always good to have more signings in the women's division there. Yeah, always is. Yeah, w- signings with experience. I think that's what we're looking for these days. Yeah, we all know Darby is very well versed. Uh, Darby? And then, or sorry, Tony. <laughs> Darby as well. Oh, I mean, Darby um, is well well versed, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Tony Storm, she won that match. She qualified. And then on Rampage, uh, Jamie Hayter beats Sky Blue to qualify as well. So, so that was all the big things I wanted to touch on. Yeah, a couple, a, yeah, a couple great things there, nice and succinct. Um, I got it. Yeah, uh, just back to that Briscoes uh, FTR match. Yeah, you gotta watch it. It's fucking gang. It's fucking gangbusters. Yeah, well, they go to follow it up a few days later with another. And damn fun I had match, never, so. I never seen. I, yeah, you know, not not certainly not tuned into Ring of Honor, nor its history. I, uh, you know, so I don't, I don't really know who the Briscoes are other than they've been around forever. That's all I kind yeah. of know about them. Um, yeah. so for this to be the first match that I saw of theirs is badass. You know, it was like my, fr- <laughs> it was like the first AJ Styles match I ever saw was the TLC match against Dean Ambrose. You know, it's like to, to be, to be <laughs> so lucky to have your yeah. first match that you've seen of somebody be something so special. Uh, well, yeah, whole check pay it out. pay-per-view may have changed the fate of your your sports. We wouldn't be sitting. We probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh yeah. way. So I guess where are we in the calendar? Um, I think uh, so. SmackDown would be the SmackDown after WrestleMania, still. I think the SmackDown after Mania. Let's get into it. Uh, SmackDown after Mania. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. That's right. Uh, Kayla Braxton in the ring introduces Ronda Rousey, gets a nice reaction, lots of chants, and uh, yeah, they go over the WrestleMania match with Charlotte and how she had the thing won. Charlotte was tapping out, but the ref was down, so Ronda wants a rematch, but this time she wants an I Quit match. So not quite the submission match, but pretty pretty close to what we want. I mean, God damn it, they both do submissions. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte appears on the screen and she's like, uh, get back at the line, bitch, but Rhonda says, no, this fight's going to happen. And then I think later they announced that it will happen. Or yeah. Write a note or something. Yeah. So, of course, we know this year, similar to last year and possibly even the year before, WrestleMania backlash. Therefore, these are sort of the fallouts of the feuds. Maybe the things that didn't happen at WrestleMania could happen this time. Uh, so I think we knew we felt like this was going to be one of those rematches for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And, yeah, it's, now hopefully we'll get a more definitive ending now with the whole I quit thing. Yeah, with the whole I quit thing. Um, I'm also done with women calling each other bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's been used a lot. It's just it's used but, too much. Like, it's used in every single women's feud, I feel like it's used at one point. <laughs> but they don't want to go a step further. They don't want to drop the C-bomb. Well, I don't think you can say that on national television. <laughs> Uh, probably not. Probably. Tony Khan might be able to slip one in. Oh, sneak one Jesus. 
I don't know. Can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> not himself personally, I mean. He could write one into his show. Xavier Woods takes on Butch. Finally making his in-ring debut here. Coming out real aggressive like the, the angry Pomeranian that he's become. And, uh, yeah, just hitting hard, doing pretty well. But Xavier fights back. At some point, Butch gets his nose cut open, but... Uh, he goes for a big clothesline. Xavier counters, pulls him in, and he hits his new finisher. It's not a roll-up. It's the backwoods as he gets a three count off of that. Yeah, it was like a package roll-up, kind of, I right? mean, it was. He's been, uh, he's been online petitioning, saying he's going to make the small package his new finishing moves. So. Okay. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad he was asking the fans. Yeah, the backwoods. That's what he's calling it. So uh, there you go. Afterwards, Butch is pissed off and attacks his own buddies, Seamus and Ridge. But they just, you know, they correct the behavior of the misbehaving puppy. Yeah, yeah, he's still doing his dog off the leash thing. Yeah. Uh, backstage, Sami Zayn's complaining to Pierce. Says, I want to fight the next guy that walks out of that locker room. And then Drew McIntyre walks out. So Sammy's like, oh, fuck. And then we get the debut of uh, Ludwig Kaiser. The man you and I previously knew is Marcel Bartel. So he's gone through the name changer. And uh, he's out. He introduces us to Gunther. So the ring general's here. Both of these guys have been called up to SmackDown. And, uh, yeah, Fabian Eichner is just on his own. Yeah, with some of these name changes, it's like... uh, You know how they say, like, uh, Childish Gambino came up with his name because he typed in his name into a a Wu-Tang Clan name generator? Some of these (laughs) names sometimes are coming out like name generator type of names. And... uh, and Ludwig like World War II name generator. Yeah, yeah, Nazi general uh, <laughs> name generator. Yeah, Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah, so uh, I mean, not that Marcel Bartel was that great of a name, but. But that, that <laughs> I don't know. I'm that, sure in a couple of weeks it'll be Ludwig. Just yeah. Ludwig. That being said, Mar- um, he was from that older NXT. You know, maybe they didn't have the the full rights on that name. For all we know, you know, he was he was he was kind of from that before era. Yeah, maybe this is. A- I'm wondering why did they give uh, why did they give the other guy the boot? Why couldn't they all three of them just come up and, and yeah, you your tag team and your singles guy? I mean, they're making record-setting profits, so in theory, everyone should still have a job. <laughs> yeah, well, he hasn't been released yet or anything, but oh well. Let's go to some wrestling because Gunther has taken on Joe Alonso, and as is to be expected, Gunther just dominates him. The big chops. Uh, a bunch of the crowd was still chanting Walter at him, and uh, he just hits the big power bomb, gets the easy win, and then celebrates with Ludwig. So that's it. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, now that we're okay, yeah, now that we're uh, we are up here, now that Gunther is uh, you know around the fans that may know him a bit better. I don't know the Walter chance. They're still gonna keep going though. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully they keep Gunther looking strong though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. He's and, and and we said this last week. He's looking better and better every single the past like three weeks. I swear. Yeah, he he physically. Get, yeah. He gets a little. He like gets a little trimmer each week, and uh, he's looking fan. He's looking scary. He's looking possibly scarier now that we can <laughs> see his muscles. Because I guess they were just hiding there the whole time. Yeah. Real cut. Uh, backstage, Kayla interviews another 
new addition to the roster. Surprise call up here, Raquel Rodriguez. So uh, another name change uh, from mm-hmm. Gonzalez to Rodriguez. Which Just I guess, yeah, for the alliteration. Uh, but I guess but it's not even, well, I don't know, whatever. I like change these names, but doesn't matter. She's standing. She looks huge next to Kayla here. Just super tall. The female Kevin Nash. Uh, and she just says, yeah, I'm coming to SmackDown. I'm here to take over. But then she gets interrupted by the thirsty Los Lotharios. And, but she just shuts down their advances. Not interested. Not interested. But uh, we know what WWE likes to do. They're going to take all the uh, all the Hispanic performers and <laughs> throw, throw them into one group. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's probably only a matter of time until she succumbs to uh, the kiss. I <laughs> uh, hope not. Happy talk with Corbin and Moss, but Corbin is not too happy after losing at WrestleMania, and he blames Madcap for it. But Madcap's like, what the fuck, bro? I won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and the crowd was actually cheering for Moss at this. They were chanting his name. Couldn't believe it. Uh, But Corbin says, you've forgotten your place. Now tell me a joke. But Corbin hates all the jokes, so Moss says, you know what? Uh, you treat everyone like garbage and starts making fun of his clothing. Corbin gets pissed, attacks Moss. Moss fights back. Uh, and then, yeah, Moss ends up getting the better of Corbin. And I couldn't believe how hot the crowd was cheering for Moss throughout this. I love the guy. <laughs> Surpri- yeah, surprisingly. Um, yeah, I guess he's he's recovered from his, uh, you know, the, the, big e, the big E thing. Uh, no one seems to, we don't even know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I guess he's babyface now, and uh, all he needs is an outfit change, and I'll be ready to cheer for him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, uh, name change, gimmick change, outfit change, uh, you know, they all kind of go together. Yeah. Uh, Sami Zayn takes on Drew McIntyre, and Zayn just tries to run away, avoid Drew, run up the ramp, but he gets chased down, carried back to the ring. Uh, but then he slips away again and just runs away up the barrier, takes the count out, so he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Where's he going? Nobody knows. Pulling a Jeff Hardy. I'm pulling a Jeff Hardy. You love to see. You love to see it. Uh, one funny thing when they did the recap of uh, the whole McAfee Austin McMahon thing at Mania, (laughs) the the way they edited the stunner on Vince was actually they made it look decent. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm glad you also (laughs) noticed that. Uh, some there's I there's some incredible people working backstage in the (laughs) in the editing department. Yeah, just the cut. It's like grab, cut, fall. He's on the ground. Look, not bad. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Sometimes um, these, uh, you know, the video editors, like they're the ones who make the chair shots look real, feel real. That's true. That's true. Uh, then we got another surprise. A lot of them this night. Uh, video from Lacey Evans, who I've missed very much there. She's had a kid, and uh, she starts telling us chapter one of her life story and gets pretty personal here just the hardships she went through bad home life uh she escaped her abusive father and overcame a bunch of stuff to become the strong woman she is and uh seemed almost like a bit of a reset kind of reestablished Lacey as this this sympathetic baby face that uh, i mean i was already looking forward to her coming back <clears throat> i don't think you know? she was ever a baby face i was trying to i was trying to remember was she ever a baby face uh 
during her run. I picked. I think they tried for like a couple weeks, and she was like, "I am a Marine Marshal to try to get people to cheer." For yeah, her. because first it was the Southern Belle, which comes with it, like the air of "I'm better than you." Yeah. <laughs> and then like she was against Becky for so long, and then it was obviously you know she uh, she's gonna be the heel in that setup. Um, mm-hmm. And now you know, yeah. Now she had the the camo pants. She's kind of back to possibly that 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 character that seemed so. Like, especially, uh, we're talking about America. Like, the sassy Southern Belle is not relatable. But the, <laughs> no. like, I worked hard, I love my country, They lo- that's all they do down there. <laughs> so, yeah. this the new um, Lacey Evans gimmick is going to get over. So fucking huge. I hope so. I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, it definitely will. Back. Uh, some more women's stuff. We got Sasha Banks taking on Liv Morgan. Pretty fun match. Liv looking good in there against the boss. And uh, crowd's hot for both of them. Sasha hits a big superplex. But then Liv hangs on, cradles up Sasha, gets the three. Biggest win of her career. We say that every time she gets a big win. <laughs> <laughs> but it, she's just ramping up. I mean, Sasha Banks, you pinned Sasha. That's pretty big. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sasha herself, she was shocked. Shell shocked. Naomi was putting her over big on uh, commentary there. Naomi was on commentary for this one. Yeah, so that was a fun moment. Yeah. Liv, like, yeah, every every little moment she's getting bigger and bigger until that eventual title win. Someday. I mean, let's fucking hope so. Yeah, I think she will. Uh, the final segment, you had the bloodline come out and talk about successfully defending all their gold at WrestleMania. And Reigns adding one more piece. And uh, what's next? Says, I already did it all. I got two titles, so now maybe the Usos. You got to step up. Get yourself some extra titles. So I want you all to go unify those tag titles. Get the Raw belts in. Uh, but then Roman gets interrupted by Nakamura. All on his own here. Big reaction. Everyone's singing his song. No big, no boobs at his side, of course. Uh, but before he can say anything, Reigns cuts him off and says, Hey, man, I get it. You're lost. You, you lost your boy Boogs and... We lost Jimmy to a knee injury for well over a year, so I'm a loving, compassionate tribal chief. Let me give you some of this bloodline love. And then he gives Nakamura a hug. So Nakamura's confused, but then the Usos double super kick him. Cheap shot. And then the bloodline raise their belts, celebrate the end of the show. But, uh, you know, this could be a nice little push for Nakamura. Maybe get the Cesaro treatment from last year. Get a pay-per-view main event. I mean, I guess that's the ideal. That's ideally, right? Because uh, Shinsuke Nakamura has been in this position before with AJ and then or and then Jinder before him. Yeah. Um, if he didn't beat those two, he's not going to beat Roman. He's but. certainly not going to beat Roman. <laughs> um, but yeah, but more, yeah, stuff for Shinsuke. That's good. Yeah, and the crowd still reacted. Like when he came out on his own, they were singing his song, treated him like a big deal. So Yeah, oh, so glad they went back to that actual theme. Yeah, <laughs> not that weird rap or whatever. Yeah, not the, we don't want you guys to sing. <laughs> yeah. That was SmackDown. Yeah, that was all SmackDown. Let's move our way through the weekend then, I guess, and uh, bring to you... Just a normal, regular-ass episode of Monday Night Raw. Oh, okay. no. I skipped Rampage. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was going to say. My bad. Yeah, My bad. I think we also we also skipped Dynamite because I forgot our, the way our timing goes. But we can 
So it was like two weeks of dynamite in one. But, uh, you know, like we had the first ever tables match. We had Samoa Joe's match. That's a good point. I don't even know what day of- it is right now, if I'm being yeah. honest. Uh, but yeah, okay, okay then. Yeah, so we finished up with SmackDown. So let's move ourselves on over to the aforementioned uh, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Because like you had said, tables. FTR, Samoa Joe. So let's just get right into it. The show actually kicks off with a banger. Christian Cage taking on Adam Cole Bebe. Um, yeah, in uh, what ended up being a pretty smooth ass wrestling match. Whether you're, whether whether you're, whether you're 28 or 48, there's two <laughs> decades between these guys. How oh. how wow. <clears throat> yeah, no, a nice smooth match. Like you said, Christian puts up a good fight. Kicks out of some big moves, gets a couple near falls, but uh, yeah, he goes for the kill switch. Cole pokes him in the eye, hits the boom, gets the win. So another cheap victory. Afterwards, he calls out the hangman, and hangman comes out and says, I'll fight you next week in a Texas death match, death match for the title. Uh, we're, well, we are in Texas next week for Dynamite, so it would be uh, it would be fitting, right? And also, I don't think we've seen... So what, Revolution was the last time I think Hangman Page uh, defended that championship also. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so he he's so, he's due for one. Yeah, that'll be a good match. Uh, then we got an Owen Hart qualifier on the men's side. Max Caster taking on the debuting Samoa Joe, who gets a big reaction, of course, cheering for every little thing he does. And, yeah, just... Hard-hitting offense, big suicide dive by Joe. Caster gets a couple moves in, but uh, eventually Joe grabs him, hits the big muscle buster, gets the win, advance to the tournament, where he'll probably make it pretty far. Did that suicide dive scare you? <laughs> Not as much as when Big E did it. Okay, no, I, as soon as he did it, I my first thought was, oh, I bet Mike didn't like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Samoa Joe does get hurt a lot, so probably one movie. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, then we had Sean Spears versus Captain Sean Dean. MJF on commentary. Spears in control. The crowd's chanting for Wardlow. They want the big man, but uh, you know he's still banned from the building. They got the signs up everywhere. But then we cut to the video screen in the back where someone's entered the building, beaten down security. It's Wardlow, of course. He storms to the ring, but eventually his swarm of security get a hold of him. But all the commotion allows Sean Dean to roll up Sean Spears and get the three. So the Sean Dean guy is 2-0 against the Pinnacle. <clacht> against individual Pinnacleites? Who is the Pinnacle these days? Do we even know? <laughs> well, now that the FTR are kind of turning babyface, it might just be MJF and Spears. I think it's just MJF and Sean Spears. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz beat up the Jericho Society and send them driving off. And then Eddie and his boys come out to the ring, cut a promo on Jericho. Uh, but some of the crowd was giving Eddie the what treatment? Yeah, I I, it, it just, I feel like this is just a mania hangover. But uh, <laughs> so. one thing's for sure yes. is that I sure as hell hope it stops uh, yeah. pretty damn soon. Like, come on. It's one thing to do it to Brandy Rose, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Not Eddie <laughs> Kingston. Come on. Yeah. So anyways, they challenged the Jericho Society to a six-man 
hand. A good old sure fashioned six man. I think that's what he called it. Uh, on <laughs> site. <laughs> on site. Yeah, if you're with your family, doesn't matter. Six man tag, just like that. <laughs> uh, then we get the first ever tables match here in AEW. Butcher and the Blade taking on the Hardys. Uh, this one was a little confusing. Okay. They didn't really. Okay, I'm glad you said that. So you know, at the beginning of like Punjabi prison matches, when they very clearly detail for us the rules, uh, because yeah. it's uh, they've never done this in AEW. They need to start doing this shit. They need to start like have Justin Roberts out there clearly explain yeah. what the hell's happening. Because I was thinking, if you were out there in the crowd, you would have no idea what the hell happened. And the crowd kept popping at certain events. Sure. As if it was a traditional tables match. Yeah, because we had like eight tables break. Okay, so uh, so from how I understand, it was actually like a tables elimination match. Wherein, if you got sent through a table, you were then eliminated. However, and Excalibur made this very clear, it had to be during an offensive maneuver. <laughs> so yeah. if... Let's say you line somebody up on the table. Mike, I line you up on the table. I go to run to push you through. You get out of the way. I go through the table. That does not count because it was not an offensive maneuver. Yeah, so that happens pretty early on. Blade runs at Jeff. He avoids, crashes through a table. Doesn't count. Uh, Butcher and Blade set up a table, do a double suplex to Jeff onto the table. Uh, but the table doesn't break. The leg just kind of gave out. Now, I thought that was a good spot. Like I'm, <laughs> That's when I saw it. I'm like, that was a good trick table for us to do <laughs> something cool. And then. But then the ref says, nope, table broke. Jeff's out. He's eliminated. This was uh, a weird one. And then also the elimination really doesn't mean anything because you can still just hang around. They still it. just hung around. There, it was, it, <laughs> there was still no DQs. Yeah. So, but none of this, like the commentary was explaining these rules as they went, but I'm sure the fans had no idea what was going on because, yeah, Butcher runs at Matt, spears himself through a table, doesn't count. Matt grabs a chair. Uh, I don't know, leg drops through a table. So Butcher's now eliminated, but who knows what's going on. Now, I uh, was on board with the had to be an offensive move. I, I was like, yeah, okay, oh, <laughs> I can buy that. But as soon as there was eliminations involved, it was just one too many things. Yeah. Uh, but they want to give us some big spots, so Jeff pulls out the ladder, he lays Blade out on a table, and then climbs up, hits the big swanton bomb, breaking the table, uh, breaking Blade, giving the Hardys the win. So, Jeff got the win, even though he was eliminated, but... No, I have no idea <laughs> how this worked. The rules were all over the place, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of weird, but... Uh, you know, you got that big swanton bomb, I'm sure that's all they cared about. That's all they wanted. Yeah. Uh, then you got Julia Hart taking on Hikaru Shida, Owen Hart qualifier. I mean, Julia is a heart, but no relation <laughs> to that Hart family. But uh, one thing I liked, she's still rocking the eye patch, but I could, I noticed some some stuff leaking out, some some black makeup underneath that. Okay, cool. No, I'm glad patch. you noticed that also. That was uh, I, I I picked that one out. I think uh, I think they tried to make it. Subtle enough, but also obvious enough that that's what yeah. was happening. It's definitely the the Malachi looking gray and black thing going on there. Mm -hmm. So slow burn, slow burn. But she's uh, she's acting heelish here. You know, she's attacking Sheeta before the bell, choking her with her jacket. Varsity blondes at ringside. They're like, "What are you doing, Julia?" But she's not taking any of it. 
just says, get out, get out. So I'm like, yeah, Julia, fuck these blondes. Uh, yeah, so she looked pretty good. She's in there against the former champion, Sheeta. Dueling chance. Let's go, Sheeta. Let's go, Julia. Uh, eventually, Julia, she goes for a twisted bliss, but Sheeta avoids that. Hits the Tomashi. Kind of sloppy, so she picks her up and hits a Falcon Arrow and gets the win. Qualifies for the tournament. And uh, I think after the match, uh, didn't we have a Deeb run in after this? Yeah, Deeb still all up in her grill. Runs up to try to attack her. Yeah, this this is oh, going to have to lead to a uh, a last woman standing type of thing, I think. Or maybe they cross paths in the tournament. Or yeah, yeah, lead up lead up to the bracket. <clears throat> Which was uh, yeah. which was uh, real good stuff there. And our final match on the card, I guess. And they were pumped. They were plugging this one not only since the get go. I like that Dynamite continues to tell us. I mean, it could just be them taking up TV time, but they continue to <laughs> tell us uh, of the things that are upcoming. Yeah, yeah. We usually know like at least half of the next week's show in advance. So. And uh, and yeah, so they've been they've been telling us this day since since minute one of the show uh, that we are getting uh, a match. FTR, the Young Bucks, two. It's the only second time they're taking each other on here in AEW, but is uh, it's a match not for any championships. However, FTR come down to the ring draped in their Ring of Honor uh, and AAA champions. I was told it was for both championships. Oh, it was for both. Okay, my bad. Yeah. My bad. I, uh, I I I miss I misinterpreted. But yes, <laughs> there. And they even had the they even had the Ring of Honor ring announcer here for this match. So there you go. Okay. Uh, but yes, doesn't matter what the titles are on the line or not. You still got FTR, Young Bucks, two of the best tag teams in the world of all time, uh, and lots of time. Over twenty minutes here, just fantastic wrestling. We know what they can do. Crowds loving it. FTR in like a matter of a couple weeks have just become these huge baby faces. Like everyone's cheering for them. Everyone's loving. Well, them. I think coming off of that match with the Briscoes, uh, like I said, Mike, you're gonna check it out. I'm, I'm get, I get it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm behind. <laughs> I'm behind it. I mean, I always, yeah, they've always been amazing wrestlers. Very but, much uh, so. You know, all it takes is a couple little differences in how you work, and yeah, you can have the crowd in the palm of your hand. And, uh, yeah, the Bucks just healing it up. Nick takes off his headband, throws it at Dax. Dax catches it, puts it down his trunks, and then throws it right back at Matt. Big disrespect there. Mm -hmm. uh, Harwood hits a nice spike pile driver and a uh, big near fall, but the Bucks fight back. They steal FTR's move, hit the big rig, but Wheeler kicks out. So Bucks just pulling out more tricks from their bags, lots of double team moves. Uh, they grab the title behind the ref's back, nail Cash in the head, make the pin, but Dax just breaks it up. So the Bucks hit the BTE trigger, go for the pin there, but Cash gets a foot on the rope. The bell rings. Bucks think they won, but the ref waves it off, says, no, 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 the match goes <sighs> that on. That was such a good fucking foot on the rope. That was so good. <laughs> yeah. There's the the timekeeper that fucked up, too. The ref didn't count the three. timekeeper just rang the bell. <laughs> Uh, so the Bucks want to finish it off. They go for the Meltzer driver, but Dax catches Matt midair with a big power bomb. Tags in uh, Harwood, and they hit the BTE trigger, followed by the big rig to get the big win, retain their titles. Awesome match. 
uh, FTR just on a roll, Every, super over baby faces. Yeah, they really are on this. They really are on this huge, huge roll lately. At one point, um, Dax Harwood I think got the hot tag, and the crowd just fucking exploded. <laughs> yeah, it's that shit. Is. It's that shit you love to see. Yeah. So fun match. Uh, great way to end the dynamite. Yeah. It really was great way. To, great way to end uh, our edition of Dynamite. So let's move on. Uh, let's move on through. Just like we were at the live crowd, uh, let's move on through just to the next night or the uh, the this week's Dynamite uh, Rampage. Oh my God, <laughs> I'm all over the place. Rampage. 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 Start in the ring, Brian Danielson taking on Trent Beretta with William Regal on commentary. And I wish he would just become permanent, you know, replace Jericho, just have Regal on commentary every week. Oh. Learn things. Oh, yeah. Well, I th- the one thing that Di- AEW is missing is the British, uh, somebody British <laughs> on the commentary team. Yeah, so there you go. And, of course, the match was good. Every Brian matches, lots of technical wrestling, big chops. Uh, Trent tries to spear Brian outside the ring, but ends up running into the steel steps. So he hurts his shoulder there and gives Brian something to target. Trent puts up a good fight, but uh, Brian eventually cuts him off with the boo psycho knee and then a big pile driver. But he's still not done. Stomps away at the head and then locks Trent into submission and he just passes out to Brian. Just passes out, eh? Yeah, these guys these guys are going to keep being on a roll. But with FTR getting so hot lately, it almost feels like the tag scene is full. We have this match. We have Jurassic <laughs> Express Red Dragon f- actually for the championships. FTR's doing well. The Blackpool Society or whatever, Fighting Club, they're coming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff uh, going around. I mean, Ray Phoenix, I'm sure, is ready to return at some point. Of course. So. Yeah. Gotta keep an eye. I, mean, I guess they got like three tag titles now and <laughs> on their show that, to fight with. So. Oh yeah, that, that is a good point. I, I but I, I wonder if the AAA people are still in charge of what happens. Like what know. happens to, to it? You know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we go backstage where they try to interview Hook, but he's just eating chips. He's got his headphones in and he walks off. And Danhausen jumps out of a garbage can trying to curse him. But Hook just tosses the chips and walks off, not affected. Danhausen starts eating the chips, but uh, they also did this the previous week. He did something. So this has been Hook, happening so lately. Like, Danhausen's curse it does not work on Hook. No, and I've been waiting. We finally got to hear Danhausen speak a bit, so this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, it, first real feud, maybe <laughs> with Hook. No one can. Uh, yeah, this is a classic. Could be, yeah, be a bit of a weird matchup, but. Yeah. It's a classic. I don't want anyone to lose situation. Yeah, because I mean, I've never, we've never even seen Danhausen fight yet in AEW. So, uh, but he is funny. He seems like a funny guy. So, yeah. Let's move on to uh, Dan Lambert, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page. They're all in the ring, cutting a promo. Scorpio says the days of the open challenge for the TNT title are over. You got to step up. You got to earn your shots around here. 
they get interrupted by Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. And uh, according to multiple sources online, this was heavily edited, this next segment here. Really? Okay. Because I... Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. They said that Sammy and Ty were booed out of the building, like Cody and Brandy Heat couldn't barely get any words in. And like apparently at one point, Sammy even acknowledged it and said something back to the crowd that they cut out. But yeah, here they edited in fake crowd noise, cheers, something they don't rarely do. But uh, there's... You know, it's pretty much been confirmed. There's people that were there that said that's not how it went down. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm glad you said that because coming out of the Thunderdome era, I, I, I you know, you can cut. We know what the, we know what fake crowd noise sounds like now. You know, I think it's kind of like yeah. pretty firm. We know exactly what it sounds like. And I was in that same boat. I, I, I was like, this has to be f- fucking fake. And you're saying that sources have now confirmed it was. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it did sound <laughs> off at the time, and uh, I think I even saw Scorpio Sky tweet something out about it afterwards, saying like, hey man, you gotta, I forget what he said, but something about acknowledging that it was edited, so. It's so weird, like, they're hmm. not over, take them off TV, yeah. put on like, the people The more you fight are. it, the worse it'll get. I, uh, exactly, it's, yeah, and that's really the situation, but like, I guess are they... Just fucking, you know, like, they're gung-ho on this Sammy Guevara push. He doesn't even have the fucking championship. Yeah. And that's just what the, yeah, the promo was just them yelling back and forth like they do. and Yeah, not, they didn't even look like baby faces even with the words they were saying, Sammy and Ty. Sammy was like, I don't give a shit about your kid, Ethan Page. and I don't know. Bad segment overall. Uh, yeah, they just need to... Go with the flow and turn him heel. Sammy has ruined Ty's reputation very quickly. Yeah. With the fans, at least. Or it's the putting them together element, I think. I think either one on their own would be fine, you know? Because I think, you know, separate someone's personal life from their on-screen life. But then as soon as you make their personal life the on-screen life, then you're kind of like, it's kind of like a free reign to boo. That's the way they're acting, too. They're like Corey and Carmella. Instead of, you know, Johnny Gargano and Candace, that's how you do an on-screen couple. That's how you do an on-screen couple, folks. You also don't propose to a woman eight months before. <laughs> I mean, mistakes were... And then post were, naked pictures with your co Mistake were made. Mistakes were made. Yeah. The whole thing's just messy. The whole thing yeah. is messy. Uh, Jesus. Hopefully they... Let's move on. Swerve Strickland takes on QT Marshall. and Swerve doing his thing. He's got the crowd rooting for him and... Uh, all the other members of the factory causing trouble. So the ref kicks him out. Swerve goes on the roll and he hits the house call. The big kick to the back of the head and that gets the three. So it's nice to see that he's he's gone back to using that as the finisher and not the setup. Yeah, there's like one guy in the factory who I, who I know his name. And everyone else is just uh, Aaron like... Aaron Solo? Oh, I was going to say Nick Camarado. Uh, well, those are the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I guess are they can still be called the factory, I guess, even though Cody's gone. Yeah, uh, yeah just not the Nightmare Factory. Yeah, it's not the Nightmare Factory. Uh, we got a little hype video for Marina Shafir, who's been tearing it up on Dark, apparently, and uh, looks to be the next challenger for Jade Cargill's TBS title. I have also heard she's been doing some great jobs on uh, down there on Dark. Yeah, so 
Yeah, we'll see. Getting her first big TV match here in AEW. Yeah. We'll see that soon. Uh, we had Willow Nightingale versus Red Velvet. Another Owen Hart qualifier. And uh, this crowd, very loud. Let's go Willow chant. I was surprised. Uh, you know, I, we barely ever even see her on TV. Maybe she, maybe she's from the, uh, from the area. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Something like that. But uh, she put on a good performance here. Goes for a big moonsault, but Red Velvet rolls out of the way. Uh, but Willow just keeps throwing everything she has. She has the size and strength advantage. But eventually Red Velvet hits the corkscrew kick, gets the win, advances to the Owen Hart tournament. And the crowd was disappointed. They, they loved Willow. They wanted Willow to keep going, but I guess uh, Tony had uh, other things in mind. Yeah. Oh, well, let's go to the main event. As Mark Henry likes to say, uh, John Moxley taking on Wheeler Yuta. And this was a banger of a match. Um, I mean, before Moxley can even get to the ring, Yuta just comes flying in. Huge suicide dive. They brawl into the crowd, back into the ring. So we officially start things. And yeah, this was just your physical brawler match, you know, Moxley style. Uh, on the floor, Moxley, he stomps Wheeler's face right into the steel steps, head first. So that triggers the little blade job there. And uh, Yuta just comes up bleeding profusely here. And uh, yeah, Mox just continues to beat him down, runs at him. Uh, but Yuta avoids. Moxley slams into the stairs. Then he rolls Mox onto the timekeeper's table, dives off the top rope, breaks through Moxley in the table. So the crowd is real hot. Yuta is just a bloody mess. It's dripping all over. Uh, but he's going on a roll here. He grabs the hand of Mox and starts stomping away on his head just like Brian Danielson. The crowd's chanting, Yuta! And, yeah, he hits another big splash. Locks in the LaBelle lock. But uh, Mox manages to escape. Cuts him off. Yuta's on his knees, bleeding. Moxley's punching him in the face. But then Yuta just hulks up. He stands to his feet. The crowd cheers. <laughs> he jumps off the top rope. Uh, but Mox catches him in a paradigm shift. Makes the cover. But Yuta kicks out. Moxley can't believe it. So he applies the bulldog choke. Trying to squeeze the life out of Yuta. Just still dripping blood everywhere. But he won't tap out. So Mox just knees him in the head multiple times. Yuta still won't stay down. One last gasp of, of a comeback. But Moxley cuts him off, hits Regal's knees, Regal's knee, <laughs> and then another high-angle paradigm shift. But Yuta kicks out again! Can you believe it? <laughs> well, Moxley says, no time to waste, fuck this. Goes right into the rear naked choke and just wrenches it hard. Yuta passes out. Moxley wins. But my god, what a match. What a star-making moment for Wheeler Yuta. And Wheeler Yuta has, has been on a very good trajectory up. I think this was definitely his biggest match to date. I think there was a while there where he was with the best friends and he was kind of the one to eat the pin or whatever, but no more. I don't think he's the guy to eat the pin anymore. No, I don't think he's with the best friends anymore after this. I think this was him passing the initiation. And of uh, course, being in his little ring of honor, uh, his, his championship, which I forget what it's called pure champion yeah maybe like you know kind of their mid card title or whatever you know i think he's got he, a whole new set of challengers we got uh uh william regal shook his hand to end the show yeah regal and brian came down to the ring and 
I mean, I, I, that's me thinking that he's now part of the Blackpool Fight Club. After that handshake, he even wrote the initials in blood on his chest. So, like BPC or BP or whatever it is. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I'd say he earned his spot after this match. Uh, yeah, and, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, great stuff. Great great match yeah it was a great way to cap off um our edition of rampage and all of our aw action for the week mike let's take a break yeah we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back um with all of our action from monday night raw of course we have nxt 2.0 um so you're gonna want to stick around you don't want to miss it Mike, are you ready to control your narrative? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get the point. Braun! I don't What's get... Adam Schur. Adam Schur. Adam Schur. Okay. I don't get the point of it beyond it's just another wrestling promotion. Yeah, just another very small scale. Couple big names, but, uh, you know... I'd consider it, I don't know, smaller than Impact, smaller than... Which is weird, because I do wonder if the man formerly known as Braun Strowman, like, you would think he would have been highly sought after by somebody. Yeah, I think uh, maybe some of its personality. Like some of some of his off some. some of his off camera type of his real life persona. Yeah, his Twitter feuds he gets into, and I remember when he was working for WWE, he was putting down indie wrestlers or something. Or I forget exactly what he said. Yeah, maybe like, if you're not in the big leagues, why are you even in this business or something like that. And it's just so weird, like the big guy. Like maybe I can understand that the quote "big guy" isn't what he once was. Maybe I'll give him that. You know, even if I follow that kind of logic, like the crowd on Wednesday's edition of Dynamite was so hot for Wardlow that <laughs> like hotter than I had ever heard a single Braun Strowman crowd. Yeah, same, sa- uh, same size, same kind of move set. No, no, none of them are putting on 27 minute bangers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, I mean, uh, you could get Braun Strowman pretty over in AEW if booked right. And if he were, yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, he was probably the, you know, yeah, just he wasn't over. And now he's controlling his narrative, I guess. Yeah. No, I really have no interest in that promotion at all. Uh, Like, I've seen a couple clips. It looks very low budget, rinky-dinky. Uh I don't know, like 50 people in the crowd, something like that. Which, you know, everything has to start somewhere, but yeah, still. Just weird. It's weird. It's bizarre. That's all I can say. Uh, So let's move on to the show that Braun Strowman used to be on all the time. Back in the fight. Remember the fight? uh, Raw Underground. Remember, when are they going to bring that back? (laughs) I sure as hell hope so. Um, But uh, until then, let's bring you some Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. Let's get raw. 
show, baby. That's what we're calling it now. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Uh, Miz comes out for Miz TV. He brings out the aforementioned man himself, Cody Rhodes. Big ovation. Huge pyro display. Um, yeah, probably biggest in the whole company for a standard entrance. I mean, he, obviously, he's Cody, he still gets his own entrance. Like, this is Cody Rhodes we're talking about here. Yeah. This isn't some guy. Although it was different, because remember last week he had like a mini ramp going down to the ramp. This time I think he just came right up to the floor. No ramp. Yeah, I maybe know. they. I think they maybe they refined the uh, the the, uh, the the process. You know. Yeah, but uh, Miz is mad. He says you're trying to upstage me, blowing all our pyro budget there on your entrance. Uh-huh. And, uh, says you wouldn't be anybody without your last name. And Cody's just like, oh, Miz, you haven't changed a day since I left. You're a full blown carny. Good old reliable Mike. Look at me. Do I look like the same way I did to you than I was when I left? Uh, no, I've been busy while I was gone. And yeah, Cody reiterates his goal of winning the WWE title. Calls it a belt. And Miz is like, belt holds up your pants. <laughs> I did like that. I did like that. I think oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think later on he calls himself a wrestler. Yeah, and then Miz is like, superstar. So. Yeah, I I, I feel yeah. I wonder if that's you know these these little sorts of things. Like it was funnier. It was definitely funnier than it should have been. Miz correcting <laughs> Cody Rhodes. I feel as though it's gonna be a, like maybe a little part, of, a subtle part of his kind of character going forward. Um, yeah, he seems uh, at least in these first couple promos, he seems to have more freedom, less rigid scripting. Like he's saying a couple things that you don't normally hear, unless he's the one writing the script. I mean, I'm sure he has some creative control. He probably, probably has a shitload of creative control. <laughs> yeah, seeing as how he's pretty much the same character. Uh, but anyways, Miz takes a swing. Cody ducks. They'll have an official match a little later. Uh, in the meantime, we get Dominic Mysterio taking on Veer Mahan. And it's funny. We talked about it last week. At one point, Veer hits a clothesline, and they're like, oh, million-dollar arm there. But that's all they say. They, they f- yeah, and they at least brought it up for a fucking second. <laughs> yeah, they meant it. Yeah, so hey, reference it. Uh, but yeah, Veer just dominates Dominic, applies a cervical clutch, uh, gets the submission win. But he just continues to hold after the bell until officials have to rip him off. No Ray. Uh, did Ray get hurt last week or something? I don't know. I don't know. Um... That could be but, that could that, well, that could that uh that could have been it, but yeah, just kick the f- shit out of him. Yeah. Dominic has to get stretchered out, taken away in an ambulance. Maybe we're taking him off television for a little bit. Yeah, who knows? That seems uh, like getting squashed by the guy they were pumping for months seems like a way to get written off television. <laughs> yeah, well, especially yeah, because Ray was nowhere to be seen as exactly, well. Exactly. So yeah, that was my next thought. Uh, then we got AJ Styles taking on Damian Priest, the new, the darker Damian here. Uh, the match started okay. Things were going well. Uh, poor AJ gets a cut on his forehead. There's no luck for this guy. <laughs> He's been getting cuts left, right, and center. Yeah. It was like a three-minute match. And he gets cut open. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're going back and forth. Priest gains control. And then in the middle of the match, he just goes down to a knee. The lights go out. The blue light comes on, and that's it. <laughs> it's over. 
that was the end of the match. Just like that, I guess. Um, there was like, you know, it was it, the majority of the match was fun, but yeah, weird ending killed momentum, right? Uh, kind of the mo- there wasn't even a winner. There wasn't a count out. It just fade to black. I, I, yeah, what is that? Uh, I don't know. Not, I guess it would have to. Yeah. I guess it would technically have to be a count out, right? Or it's like a, a did not finish a DNF. Just a no contest. A yeah, no contest. Yeah, there was still some good stuff here. I think the Damian Priest story is really just starting. Yeah, no, I liked the the wrestling match that we got. Like Damian Priest uh, gets it. Like you watch yeah. him wrestle, and you're like, you get it. And you then, <laughs> I mean, we know AJ gets it, and AJ Styles now kind of firmly back into this babyface role. And I like babyface AJ so much better. Yeah, I mean, he's just so good in the ring. You want to cheer for him? Exactly. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm sure well, this feud will continue. Of course. That wasn't. Uh, but let's go to that match we promised. The Miz taking on Cody Rhodes. And uh, lucky Cody. He got to do the whole big entrance all over again. <laughs> Twice. Whole pyro and everything. <laughs> Twice in one night. Uh, Seth Rollins comes out to do commentary. And back in the ring, we got a pretty good competitive bout here. Uh, eventually, Cody hits the Cody cutter and the crossroads gets the win. His first on Raw in six years. Um, and as he celebrates, Rollins gets in the ring with a microphone. He wants a rematch. And Cody says, all right. We do get a, a bunch of good cackles on that one, too. A lot of, <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, backlash. That'll happen. WrestleMania backlash, uh, of course. God, I'd love to see yeah. Seth go over. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Liv Morgan taking on Naomi. Another good showing for Liv here. Uh, Her and Naomi just getting a sequence, a bunch of reversals back and forth. But eventually Naomi catches Liv, puts her down for the three. So Liv Morgan's 50-50 against tag champ. I mean, yeah, she is. uh, Poor Liv. Yeah. But Rhea Ripley wasn't here. I thought they were supposed to get a tag title match this week. I also thought I remembered hearing that somewhere, um, which I yeah, guess is so, the folly yeah. of potentially uh, cards subject to change. Th- I mean, that is what it says, right? You know, I mean, Dynamite does that pretty heavy. They'll they'll let us know like a week in advance, like, yo, this is what's happening. You know, they just kind of <laughs> b- bet it, bet themselves. Yeah. It's like sports. You buy a ticket for the Lakers doesn't mean you're seeing LeBron. That that's true. I mean, although it should mean you're seeing LeBron, but <laughs> it's hey, back that, in Michael Jordan's that's day. That's a whole other topic of conversation. You buy a ticket for Jordan. <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Yeah, uh, MVP is supposed to host his little VIP lounge. Look, Bobby Lashley comes up first, crashes the set, talks about MVP betraying him for Omos, and says, "Get your punk ass out here. Explain yourself." So MVP comes out with Omos and says, hey, man, I'm the one who made you almighty. I carried you to that WWE title. And lastly, just says, I'm going to get you both. That was pretty much it. No physical confrontation. Yep, nothing yet. Nothing yet. But uh, surely WrestleMania backlash. When is that? That that's has to be first first week of May, right? It has to be. I think so. Something Something around there. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we had the 24-7 title squad having a bachelor party for Reggie and Tazawa. And then on the other side, Tamina and Dana having their bachelorette party. 
Uh, so they get some male strippers, but one of them's a referee. Nikki Ash tries to roll up Dana. Tamina grabs her, slides her down the bar. Our truth comes in, breaks up the brawl, reveals that he's now an ordained minister. And next week on Raw, we're going to get the big double wedding. A double wedding. <laughs> yeah, I believe the first double wedding in WWE. That could be. Now, has there ever been a, uh, um, like a, a wedding between two people, and then one of them is like psych, and then that person marries another person instead, like a betrayal wedding? Uh, yeah, kind of. Okay. I mean, Stephanie McMahon was supposed to marry Test, and then the wedding gets interrupted with Triple H had drugged stephanie and taken her to a drive-thru wedding in vegas oh right who can forget that <laughs> so non-consensual but they fell in love and got married and had three kids so there we are okay <laughs> turn from date rape i to, guess good uh, things can happen uh, they made casual date rape jokes too he's like and we consummated the marriage vince wow <laughs> okay bianca belair takes on queen zelina uh, Zelina puts up a decent fight here, but everyone's rooting for the EST, and uh, she just takes over, carries Zelina all around the ring, hits the KOD, easy win, and then Sonya Deville comes out after, says, uh, Bianca, you want to know about your next challenger, right? Bianca says, I'll take on anyone. So Sonya says, okay, sign this blank contract then right here. Bianca's like, I know what you're trying to do, but I meant what I said, okay, so she signs it. And then Sonya says, all right, welcome your opponent. Bianca looks at the ramp, but then Sonya attacks her from behind, lays her out, says, your next opponent is me. And then she picks up the contract, signs it. But she is way overstepping her boundaries. I mean, it seems like she is. Now, was it just me? Call me crazy here. Bianca Belair's hair uh, looked significantly shorter this week than it did uh, at WrestleMania, Mike. Can you, can you speak to that at all? <laughs> uh maybe uh maybe she wore a shorter shorter okay. leave this oh, week. Okay. Well, you know, I, I mean, it's just, I, I was just asking. Yeah. No, I know sometimes it seems a little looser like the her bangs and stuff too. So, I don't know. Maybe she's got like a rotation of them and she <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I want to see a WWE 24/7 one day just the the behind the scenes of her getting ready. Yeah, the, the uh, you know how you know how you'll hear um, it took it it took Jim Carrey like seven hours to get into that Grinch makeup. Uh, <laughs> like it takes Bianca Belair eight yeah. hours to get her hair right. <laughs> or maybe it's like a trade secret, like magicians, you know, like. Uh, Ooh, okay. I remember my, uh, Michael Jackson. You remember the uh, the smooth criminal lean? Yeah. How he like leaned forward to find gravity. I remember the patent, like the mystery behind how he did it was. Uh, until he died, like no one. Nobody knew. knew. He took he, he took <laughs> that one to the grave. Yeah. Did you see the secret though? Uh, is it like something going up the <laughs> pants? It was like no, the shoes, like the bottom of the shoe. Imagine like the end of a hammer that you use to pull up a nail, and then tiny screws sticking out of the stage. So you like lock your shoe into that screw, and then you can just lean forward. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. I can. <laughs> so I, simple but genius. I can picture that. Uh, yeah. So. I don't know. I went off a little tangent there, but uh, <laughs> we go backstage. Tommaso Ciampa's getting interviewed. He's officially a member of the Raw roster now. He's picked a side. Uh, but then Ezekiel walks up, and then Kevin Owens comes in. He's like, hey, don't listen to this guy. That's Elias. <laughs> um, so. Kevin Owens, just a little disruptive <laughs> shit. Yeah, we're just playing off this. It's, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see where it goes, this Ezekiel thing. Uh 
I don't know. Hopefully that they have some like stock footage of Elias and they could like CGI the two of them together in a room and I don't know, do something. Weird. Yeah, I would like to see that too. Like having <laughs> the two of them interact in some kind of way just to just to prove it. Yeah. Uh, then we got RK Bro taking on Alpha Academy. Seen a lot of this lately, so more of the same. Wrestling is good though, but uh, every RK Bro match is becoming a little too similar here. Riddle gets isolated. Randy gets the hot tag. And then he gets the RKO for the win. Uh, yeah, and then the Usos come out after. Randy says, oh, the big dog lets his bitches off the leash. And Uso says, nah, we're here to challenge challenge you for a tag title unification match. But then the Street Profits come out and say, no, we want to get in on this. Uh, Randy says, okay, how about you two fight? He just plays general manager here and books the main event for us. Adam Pierce, nowhere to be found. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but that's your main event. Street Profits, Usos. Uh, just some good tag wrestling here. Back and forth action. Street Profits hit the big doomsday blockbuster for a two count. Ford hits from the heavens frog splash, but Uso breaks up the pin. Crowd's chanting, this is awesome. Then the Usos finish it off with the 1D, get the win, and a nice hard fight match here. Yeah, like you said, that blockbuster looked fucking incredible. But uh, to Jimmy, yeah, yeah, right. um, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, a, a lot of good stuff. Uh, a lot of good stuff in here. I feel like the main event. Yeah, this. Yeah, th this. I, I would say this match and the and the Rhodes mids match were kind of like the two, two to focus on here. But yeah, like you had just said. Um, a little too repetitive with this RK Bro stuff. Mm -hmm. Now that now that they lost it, won it back, and now we're kind of recycling some of these things we we just did. Yeah, you know, you got all these teams kind of heating up in the division, and uh, and that's the thing. You know, the, the Usos are good enough to you quote and big quote, unify the championship in the way that, like, Roman is larger than life, but the Usos are not. <clears throat> yeah, and I don't think we need to start unifying every title here. We don't want to get too crazy. Because you got two shows. I mean, it's not always separate rosters, but it's supposed to be. It's supposed so. to be. <laughs> I'd like to have a title for each show, but that was your episode of Raw. So let's just jump on over to the next night. NXT 2.0. NXT. But, um, what does it mean? But, um, I don't know, but, but it's but, good but, wrestling. But, so NXT. But, um, watch and see. But, um, gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. So uh, ended up being a pretty stacked lineup. We got a bunch of title matches here. Started right off with North American title. Cameron Grimes defending against Solo Sokoa. Uh, yeah, just a fun way to start things off. Competitive match. Grimes tells Sokoa, I respect you, but your bloodline can kiss my grits. <laughs> I got a big, ooh. I got a good one. Uh, yeah, yeah, crowd like that. Yeah, but I also noticed this crowd was, uh, they almost seemed to lean more towards Solo Sokoa throughout the match. A lot of Uso chants and stuff. Yeah, well, now uh, everyone's everyone's saying Uso. Everyone's calling yeah, him an Uso. They, <laughs> he's doing all the same fucking moves. You might as well just kind of like lean in. Why, when they should change somebody's name, they don't. But when they shouldn't change somebody's name, they do. Yeah. Well, when he gets the call up, there's a chance. He uh, won't be the same. A thousand percent chance. 
So, uh, yeah, he's hitting the Uso splash, though. He's doing all their moves. Uh, but then Trick Williams comes out, starts fucking with uh, Solo. So Solo's distracted, takes him out with a splash off the apron. Uh, but then when he gets back in the ring, runs right into a cave-in from Grimes. So Grimey retains a little bit of a... I mean, he didn't he didn't cause the trouble, but can't call it a clean win after that Trick Williams interference. But. Yeah, not necessarily... Um, yeah, but uh, afterwards, yeah, Carmelo comes out. The two of them beat beat down the baby faces. Melo wants the title back. So who knows? I mean, it could be could be a short run. Yeah, I hope ring. that Grimy isn't you know the transitional champion. I really hope that he's uh, you know here to stay. But you know, it's so hard yeah, to say. I don't know. He worked hard to get here. Very but, much so. I don't know. Yeah. If the crowd starts to turn on him, not that they were, I, I just noticed a slight. It wasn't quite as pro grimy as it used to be. Maybe they're just hot for solo this week. Yeah, they could be. Yeah. Uh, Ron Breaker comes out, cuts a promo on Joe Gacy, who abducted abducted his father last week, and uh, we didn't really see the aftermath. He just said he's he's home now, safe and sound. But you don't mess with my family, so get your ass out here. But then Gacy appears on the screen, and uh, he's got Rick Steiner's Hall of Fame ring. He stole it from him, and he throws it into the fire. And he does like this evil laughter. It wasn't like it wasn't like Seth Rollins. It wasn't a it was cackle. Like it was like <laughs> it was a. Like, I don't know. Horror. It's like cartoonish. Almost. Yeah, uh, yeah, a horror villain cartoon. And then later, he he pulls the ring out of the fire, puts it on his hand while it's still burning. So maybe it'll like melt to his skin. Or- Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. It was kind of a weird side of Joe Gacy here. But uh, we cut backstage where Von Wagner beats up Jacket Time. And then uh, him and Robert Stone come out to the ring, cut a promo. But the injured Ikamanjiro comes limping out and he wants to fight. So we get Jiro versus Wagner. Jiro gets a couple moves in, he's got the crowd on his side. Uh, but then Wagner just takes over, finishes Jiro with ease. Uh, pins him and then he picks Jiro up and launches him all the way over the top ropes into the barrier over the barrier into the crowd just like the the famous Spike Dudley in ECW spot Uh, yeah Von Wagner kind of forgot about him entirely I don't know about you Uh, really took a back seat after we built we were building towards stand and deliver he had nothing to do so he just kind of sat back and yeah, just kind of forgot. Um, he yeah. ha- he has an unfortunate, obvious lack of charisma, um, yeah. which is going to be hard for people to get invested into some of these matches. Yeah, definitely way less charisma than a guy like Braun Breaker, who's been around just as long. Yeah, but so, it's somehow fa- because that's I mean, like it's kind of one of those things too, where like with so many new people, you can't like them all. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you're going to, you know, okay, I like uh, I like this one. And then a few weeks later, okay, I like this one also. And then a few weeks later, you're like, you know, uh, as you sort of go through, maybe Von Wagner just kind of gets lost in that shuffle. Yeah, that's where he is right now, at least. But let's move on because we've got the NXT Women's Championship on the line. Mandy Rose defending against Dakota Kai. Nice, uh, yeah, fast-paced match here. Uh, toxic attraction causing trouble at ringside. Dakota Kai takes them all out with a big crossbody on the floor. 
Uh, Dakota gets a couple near falls, but again, the toxic attraction just jump up on the apron, uh, distract the ref, uh, hand Mandy the title. Kai intercepts the belt, uh, but when she's holding it, Mandy kicks it right in her face with the C trigger and gets the win. Retains her belt. Uh, decent match after Wendy Chu shows up and squirts everyone with super soakers. Yeah, super soakers. Um, yeah, this was the first week I noticed. So also this week I did notice the uh, the change to the men's title. Yeah, the bit of the colored. Putting on the some color on the side. They both look good. Yeah, very sharp looking. Yeah. Uh, Dakota Kai, though, once again, coming up short in a title match. She's she's Owen uh, 40. Yeah, I don't know where she's. Where does she go from here? That's all I wonder. Hmm. But. Cora Jade comes out next for a promo. Talks about Stand and Deliver, her first ever big pay-per-view match, and she came up short. But uh, I need to become champion to put my name besides all the greats, the Shasha Banks, the Charlottes, the Natalias of the world. And then Natalia Neidhart herself comes out. Fun surprise there. I uh, couldn't believe the ovation. She got a holy shit chant from this crowd. <laughs> I think this might have been the first time Natalia got a whole like which I yeah. mean it's surprising is it holy shit I don't know when gold yeah. when we saw Goldberg <laughs> at summer or when we saw Edge at SummerSlam that's a holy shit moment Natalia yeah, this... multiple time record Guinness World Record holder uh, you know one of the, the longevity behind this performer is unmatched in the women's division but not holy if it was AJ AJ yeah. Lee gets a holy shit uh. yeah that'd be a nice surprise so uh yeah it was funny though uh funny reaction she looks surprised a bit emotional there uh Natalia yeah she says you know this building brings back memories she's trained a lot of people here she had some history in NXT and Cora Jade is just fangirling over her just saying like oh my god you know you're my hero growing up I I saw you when I was 10 years old at a house show. You pointed to me in the crowd. I DM'd you on Twitter. Uh, then Natalia's like, well, you know, after I saw you fight at war games, I went to message you on Twitter, and I saw that message from all the way back in 2011. Uh, blows me away that I inspired you and that I pointed to the right girl that night. So you've got the passion for this, and I love it. And... Uh, you know, I've I've mentored and competed against some of the greatest female superstars in WWE history. And I looked around backstage at the women's locker room. I see the landscape. You are the future of this division. It's you. But the future is bleak. And then she slaps Cora in the face, locks her in the sharpshooter. What a heel. Uh, <laughs> what a heel. Yeah, great move. But, yeah, I thought this was great. Probably the best talking segment Cora's ever done. Uh, still got room to grow, but you know, I, this was the most character development that we've ever seen from her. And you know, both women showing their emotions here. So. That's also important to get some of these new stars uh, talking a little bit, right? Also, yeah, also very important. Yeah, so I like this. This can be very good. Good little mini feud. Seems like this is gonna be the thing going forward. We'll have like a superstar of the week or month just come down and yeah. feud with someone young. And, and which of, is fine. And of course, if you're if you're trying to if you're trying to do that and you want somebody like Dolph and Natalia are probably like the two best people to do that. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like I can't I, I can't think of anybody more like a, I can't think of any better workers really. You know. 
Yeah. No, those are two perfect examples there. Yeah. And then we got Zion Quinn taking Draco Anthony. Uh, kind of a nothing match here. Zion just getting real aggressive, hitting hard. Uh, hits a bunch of stiff elbows in a row. Pins Draco, who I think still has never won a match here in NXT. No? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm, I'm, not not, I'm not keeping count, that's for sure. Yeah, not a big deal. Uh, but over the weekend, so of course previously, uh, the week before, it's crazy stuff. MSK won the tag titles. And then a few days later, Nash Carter gets released. Uh, so we didn't know what was going to happen. But then they announced they're going to have a gauntlet match for the vacant NXT titles. Five teams. Uh, but poor Wes Lee. Nowhere to be seen. No replacement partner. No nothing. Not even mentioned. So the poor guy lost his belt over something that he had no part in. And yeah, sucks for him. Yeah, I guess it's different than that uh, that Thatcher situation. Where yeah, it's not like an injury, but oh, still, I think I think I, I think Pete him. Dunn was uh, the COVID era. He he was in England. Oh yeah, that. So um, um, yeah, that that kind of little difference there, you know. So maybe like to bring it up on television, but yeah, but they you're right, they very silently vacated the title. <laughs> like I I didn't even know until they were like a oh, gauntlet match. I'm like, what? I had to go on Wikipedia to start off vacated. I'm like, huh? Yeah. What do you no, know? I saw it like posted on Instagram a couple days before. That's how I saw it, but. Yeah, no, I just wish, like, Wesley, you know, like, throw him with L.A. Knight just to at least be in the match. At least let him fight for the belt that he never lost. But, oh, well. Uh, it goes on. So, the gauntlet starts. Creed Brothers take on Legato, Del Fantasma. And Legato's just high-flying all over the ring. But the Creed Brothers' strength puts a stop to it. Uh, hit the big lariat. Score the pinfall. So, Legato's eliminated. Then after that, Briggs and Jensen come out. So just a big brawl here. Uh, Briggs and Jensen end up putting Brutus through the announce table. So uh, Julius is on his own. Two on one, but he survives long enough for his partner to recover. Brutus tags back in, hits the basement lariat, gets another elimination there. And then the next team out, Grayson Waller and Sanga. But Waller's uh, still wearing a sling after that big elbow he did through the ladder. That's Stan in the liver. So Sanga starts fighting two-on-one, but then Waller jumps in. He attacks, takes off the sling, revealing that he's fine. So they work over the Creed brothers. Uh, but then Brutus slams Sanga, gets a big pop. Julius tags in, hits the basement lariat, gets a three. So they pin the big man. They pinned the big man! And then the final team, pretty deadly. The uh, parking lot mystery attackers here from NXT UK. They are fresh. Creed Brothers been in here the whole time. Uh, these outfits. These shirts were kind of, I don't know. You didn't like them? Not my cup of tea. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, I get what they're going for. They're trying to be, I don't know. They look like Divas era's outfits. <laughs> but they're they're okay. trying to look pretty. So Yeah, pretty deadly. Pretty deadly. They got lots of energy, so they are deadly. Uh, they're having their way with the Creed Brothers, but... The Creed's, they just keep kicking out of everything. Bunch of cool moves from Pretty Deadly until they finally hit the big uh, spine buster neck breaker combo. And that gives them the three. Pretty Deadly have won the match, won the titles in their first ever match here in NXT. Wow. Like that was the most, that was super surprising. Yeah. Didn't predict that one coming. Um, I, I, th I, th I, thought sure it was I thought it was going to look good for the Creed brothers. 
yeah, I thought they were going to win all the way back at Stand and Deliver, <laughs> but they uh, they really going to prolong this thing, and the crowd wants it, so when they finally do give it to them, it should be a big moment, but... I mean, this is one of those cases where I'm sure uh, a week ago, MSK were the champs. Pretty deadly. Probably weren't slotted into this this soon. So who knows? But that's wrestling, baby. Yeah. New champs. Uh, Yeah. Good episode of NXT. Three big title matches and that fun promo from Cora and Natalia. So, yeah, this was a good episode. Yeah. A lot of great stuff on the card and all of our weekly wrestling action. That was all of it. Finally back to a normal schedule uh, now that we're finished our Mania. Well, I guess Backlash is coming up soon. Of course, end of May, that'll be double or nothing. So we still have a lot of things to look forward to here on the podcast, including our very final segment of the week, which is, of course, by giving you a Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Mike, I am going, uh, have we ever done this before? I'm looking at my notes, I'm looking at my notes. Uh, of course we have. We can give it to two people, sure, but only... If it's a tag team, I'm going to make that rule right now. <laughs> we can't give a wrestler of the week to two people that were in a match against each other. That's just not fair. You got to pick one. But I'm picking FTR this week. Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler between the Briscoes match uh, from the Ring of Honor Supercard and that absolute banger from Wednesday night on Dynamite. Um, they're making their way up the ranks of not only the hottest tag team in AEW, the hottest tag team on the planet. They're making their way up those ranks super fast. They're super over. They're just like gritty, good wrestler baby faces. And um, it's 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 incredible to see. So FTR, you are are my wrestler of the week. Yeah. I still need to go watch the one match. But even the match on Dynamite was almost, almost enough Mm -hmm. for me to put them in the spot. But I'll give it one man to one man this week. Wheeler Yuta. Great match with Moxley. He bled. He passed the test for me and for the Blackpool Combat Club, Fight Club, whatever they're called. Still haven't figured it out. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, let, like my name. Let's, yeah, let's see if he's actually, you know, kind of a member of this group now. Uh, what his intensity will bring going forward. And more William Regal on commentary, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Well, so. now that it's summertime, Chris Jericho plays concerts and stuff like that. He <laughs> he pretends to be a rock star in the summertime, uh, so that'll give us that'll give us some more uh, different people on commentary. And that was all the time that we have for the show this week. Thanks for listening, folks. Rate and review, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere. Um, we'll be back next week. Like I said, backlash is coming up, and not too far after that, double or nothing. Um, God damn it, the wrestling world never stops. Never ever. Yeah, never does. Uh, That's all the time that we have. And, uh, Mike, you take care of yourself. All right, take it easy.